Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hello, this is Andy Jacobs. Uh, Paul was off today. Danny Kelly ably filled in as you're here. This is Andy Jacobs. Uh, Paul Hawksby off today, so uh, I'm doing the uh, intro to the podcast. Danny Kelly ably filled in for Paul, which was good. Uh, We had a chat about beer pong. I didn't know anything about it with a guy called Brad Orner, appropriately named. Uh, we uh, last time Danny and I worked together, we uh, we were doing a live broadcast from a cricket club in Richmond. So uh, you'll hear a little bit from that where I bowled an over, not my best over I've ever bowled. Another bit of uh, chat, and then Nathan Caton, the comedian who's a little bit nervous because Brentford are playing tonight, so he was on the show. And uh, Paul will be back tomorrow, but I hope you enjoy uh, today's offering. <laughs> So I, how uh, are you, Andy? I saw you. Uh, I'm good. How are you, Danny? I saw you really bobbing good, away you. to the music yeah, there. Yeah. Good. I saw you bobbing away to the music there, and it reminded me that actually during lockdown, I located another version of the theme tune on Spotify. Uh, this one that we play is Coffee Pot by B.O. Junior, as you well know. Right, yeah, and there's another version, which I'll find. Yeah, that I'll find for you. I've got it on my list, and uh, mm-hmm. perhaps we'll play a little bit for you later. It's completely different. It's the same tune, but completely different, I'm sure you well, know. That, and that's the wonderful anyway, Danny, beauty of music, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I do enjoy working with you, Dan. It's always fun. Mm. And uh, just as we saw from the intro there, you're well able to hold the fort. And as I'm working from home, I thought I might nip out and do a bit of shopping while we're oh, here. So Andy, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, in normal circumstances, I'll say bring us back a, a bag of oranges. But uh, that would be no good at all just now, would it? I mean, look, uh, at the risk of, uh, of boring um, the listeners, I've been doing most of my work, course, on Sundays and Mondays uh, with Simon Jordan and experience in itself. I think you'll agree. Um, oh, no, the you, shows have, have been you, great. Thank you very much. I mean, I have to say, we talk about making bricks without straw. For the three months when there was no football and the two of us kept talking throughout Sunday afternoon, I thought we did very well. Um, have you made Try your way five back days to the a stu- week. I, I'm sure. Have you, have you made your way back to the studio normally, Andy, or you continue to broadcast from home? I, I have. I have, Danny. I, I, this is the first day at home for some time. I've been going back to oh. the studio, which has forced a lot of other people, because I'm the oldest person in the organisation, it's yeah. forced a lot of people back to the studio, which is a good thing. At the moment, oh, it's uh, Andy, fine. I, I'm, moment- I'm, 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 I, sorry, I'm, I'm well aware of your age, um, because, of course, if anything, God forbid, happened to you, I would be taking your place. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like Mick Jagger waiting for Bob Dylan to die. (laughs) <laughs> no, it, it's fine at the moment. And, and traveling around in London, I decided, you know, I had to come in and do my normal journey sure, on the train sure. or the tube. And 
It's fine, but the problem comes when more people come back to work, then you start to worry. The moment you get on a tube, there's no, hardly anybody on it. I took a photo of Waterloo Station at 11.30 on Monday morning. There wasn't a person on the platform. Wow. Not one Incredible. person, which is a, well, is a shock, really. But, yeah, more you know, and more people are working from home. You know, I, I, you know, it's, it's only the quarantine rules that stop me from coming back, uh, um, the quarantine rules here in Ireland where I live. Um, because uh, yeah, actually, there's no excuse, there's no um, replacement for the face-to-face contact. But I should just tell people that in a radio first for me, certainly we're doing this on one technology, so you can hear us so clearly, which is marvellous around the world. And of course, I can also see you now, thanks to the wonders of another technology. <laughs> and I'm also getting a slight insight into. I mean, you've you've gone for the bookshelf look that everyone goes for. Uh, these <laughs> yeah, it's, my, I'm, it's my house. It's not a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I think that's my wisdoms. Look, all my wisdoms. I, I see, mm-hmm. and you and. And there you see the mind of men. You've got your wisdoms there, so people know that that's Andy. He's mad about cricket. I've got this. Let me just just glare right now. You can see I've got an original poster from The Clash (laughs) from their 1977 tour um, that I tore off the wall of the De Montfort Hall in Leicester um, when I was a much thinner, hairier, and more callow (laughs) youth than I am now. Um, Looking forward to the the show today. And, of course, broken up, uh, that's not the right word, highlighted by, uh, enjeweled by, um, three big races from Goodwood. That reminds me, I haven't had a little flutter yet, so I should go and check the form. I might wait well, to, to hear from Paddy Power from Tom, because he, yesterday he nearly gave us a double, a nice double. Well, this is where we're going to also test our various systems. Um, Paddy Power, of course, used science and the knowledge of a great army of experts to bring us the odds on the races. You use um, Andy's intuition kind of thing to do your... Yes. We're, we're, not, we're not suggesting no, no, people... No. I check the, I check the form. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, as you know, my system, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it now. So we'll see how we get on during the course of the afternoon. Um, I uh, know nothing about horse racing at all, despite living um, right in the, in the global epicenter where horse racing is great. Um, Willie Mullins's yard is, well, at literally, while you go and do your shopping, Andy, I could leave the front door here, walk to Willie Mullins's yard and come back and still be in time for the second half of the show, you know. Um, wow. but, I'm, but I'm not interested in horse racing particularly. Though I love the whole atmosphere when you go to the race courses. Of course, I know you and Paul did. I've done Goodwood and I've done the Grand National for Talk Sport. Um, and, and they're amazing, amazing events. I get that. But my system is I look for any link, however tenuous, to popular music. Uh, among the horses, and I've already done my bets, and I think I'm going to do very well in the course of the, of the next. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll so talk I'm, just, about I'm just we'll, checking to see what we'll you might them. be going for. Yeah, we'll talk about them during the build-up to the individual races. We've got a lot of a lot of other things to do as well, including I should warn the listeners that it's about a year since. Um, well, yesterday, of course, a historic day for cricket. A fact that I'll be repeating in the intro to this piece that we're doing, um, where Stuart Broad took his 500th Test wicket. Congratulations to him! What a man! What a genius! Um, Brilliant. But also, it's about a year ago that for charity, um, we, you and I did a programme together somewhere that, from a, a common in Richmond where a talk sport 11 at cricket took on a world 11. Oh, no, the local, the local team. That's right. It wasn't a world 11. We were a world 11. Um, and Andy Jacobs, having told me many times over the years um, what, a fantastic, what a fantastic cricketer he is. And occasionally, he has awards and medals and plaques, and he will slam them down onto the table in the style of Alan Ball presenting his World Cup winner's medal to third division footballers. And he's told me what a great cricketer he is. Now, I have no reason to disbelieve this. Indeed, the show's produced 
producer, John Cadigan, is another one who, if you listen to him carefully, you'd think he was Brian Lara. However, he's a good. Um, <laughs> but then, then we, we and it was a good game. Monty Panasar played. Clive Allen was playing. Geraint, Geraint um, uh, Jones uh, was playing. Jones, who else? not Evans. Sorry. Yeah. No, Jones. Lots of people playing. Welsh. Um, <laughs> Gone Welsh and, anyway. And then, uh, you know, you were sat beside me, Brock. I said, right, here's the time, Danny. He's been his whites. This is the moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run through this. I'm going to skittle this lot with my spin bowling. And now <laughs> Andy went onto the green. Now, I, I have seen, I have seen some terrible bowling in my time, right? I saw, ben, I saw Ben Stokes over to Brathwaite in the World Cup final, yeah? Nothing on that. And later on, later on, for the edification of the nation, we will be playing that over once again. I'm sure you're looking forward to it, Andy. Oh, wait. Uh, get my excuses in now. I mean, basically, I hadn't bowled for a year. I go straight from broadcasting with you out into the middle. No warm-up. I bowled straight, and I did... Well, I don't want to do a spoiler, but it wasn't no. great. <laughs> but the only thing is, Andy, as you're here... Um, that's all very well in retrospect. You were using these excuses as you were actually playing, and it was so funny. I mean, we'll play it a little bit later. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Circles by Post Malone, the country R&B hip-hop star. Um, we'll explain why Post, in fact, I, mean, I may call him Post, um, has been, is a, a, at the start of this show. This, this, this if you have a fight with him, do you hit the Post? <laughs> in, in just a second. Sorry. Yeah, oh, Of course, yeah, and his dad is the Postman and all the rest of it. We, we know there's plenty of juice <laughs> yeah, in that, Andy. Don't worry about that. Um, let's, um, let's talk to somebody who will help us to join all these dots together in just a second. Uh, Brad Allnut um, is the UK competitor, at the, has been a UK competitor at the World Beer Pong Championships. Good afternoon, Brad. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? We're, we're really, really good and very, very grateful to you for joining us. Um, tell us no where and when the, uh, the World Beer Pong Championships. So uh, we, um, we've actually been twice, me and my teammate, Mark Campbell. Um, we went in 2014 uh, on our own accord and competed uh, over in Las Vegas um, in the mm -hmm. World Series of Beer Pong. And then um, in 2016, they held the uh, inaugural Britpongs at uh, Bounce in Holborn. And uh, we were fortunate enough to take out the tournament that night. And uh, as a result, got flown to Vegas, all expenses paid to uh, compete again in the World Series. I was reading about this on uh, Monday, and uh, I have to confess, I don't, didn't really, I'd heard of the game, but I didn't really know the rules. So I'm probably not alone. So you like to explain to us exactly what beer pong is and how you play? So essentially, you um, you have a tray of cups at each end of the table. Uh, you've got 10 cups to each team, and each team has two players. Um, you essentially each take a throw with a, with a ping pong ball, and should you sink uh, your uh, ping pong ball in the other team's cup, they then have to drink that cup. Um, there's a lot of uh, other more rules or intricacies to it, but the, the basic premise is that uh, uh, the first team to sink all the other team's cups wins the game. 
So let me get this right. The winner is the person who drinks the most or the least beer? <laughs> well, if, if you're the better team, uh, you should drink less beer. Um, yeah. but, uh, that, that, that's no you know, kind of reward, is it? Well, it depends. In, in, in house rules, you, 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 you slip it on its head, really, and you make sure that the winning team uh, gets their fill. So, Brad, which would you say then was the most important, the more important aspect of the training? Accuracy with the ping pong balls or learning to drink a lot? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough one because ideally you want to be accurate with the ping pong ball, but you also need to have an ability to hold your liquor because as you get further into a tournament, you obviously get more intoxicated. So you need to find ideally that sweet spot uh, between drunkenness and uh, coordination, really, which is anybody anybody uh, who's played pool in a pub knows that exact moment when it comes. Well, <laughs> darts too, isn't it? <laughs> and, and it's a slippery slope once you go go past <laughs> that sweet spot. That's for sure. Well, thank you for your honesty, at least. <laughs> and then, now, posters well, as you go, you go. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, Post has uh, basically decided to, I think he's um, filed a patent or something like that. He's he's applied to run a league. And uh, do you think there's a potential for a league? Would you take part in it? So, um, there's, uh, to my understanding, there's already quite a few leagues that um, do function out of the US. Um, when, when we went across and competed in Vegas, uh, most, uh, most of the teams there were already within these leagues and they sort of each weekend they'd be in a different city playing for different prize money. Um, so so there is definitely a demand for it. I remember one of the top players we met over in Vegas, he had won over 200,000 US in, uh, in prize money over the previous few years. So, so yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely a big sport over there and I think uh, Post should do okay if, uh, if he can get the followers. And uh, finally, Brad, if people wanted to see this either live or more likely in the current situation online, what's a good place for them to see people practicing the noble art of beer pong? I think your best option is to, to search it on YouTube and, uh, and you'll be able to find some live streams there, I would have thought. Including yourself, Brad, yes? Oh, I'm, those days are a little bit behind me. I've, uh, that was that was that was potentially my swan song that uh, oh. that tournament, and um, unfortunately the Britpongs. Uh, we we did try to go back and defend our title, but my understanding was the Britpongs came into a bit of copyright issues with um, a competitor, and uh, oh, so we we were the inaugural champs, and uh, we still are the champs because it hasn't been repeated since 2016. Champions in perpetuity, the linear champions of beer pong. Thank you very, very much indeed. Brad Allnut there. Um, I love the fact that he's called Allnut. Oh, I can't help myself. Appropriately named, let's be honest. People and, uh, cannot help place. their names, but <laughs> thanks very much to Brad. Say, Dan, there's a place in uh, not far from the studios, actually, in Shoreditch in London, called the Home of Beer Pong. So that's, oh. it, it's a pub, but that's the name of the pub, the Home of well, Beer Pong. In in my extensive research for that interview, I think you'd be reflected in the quality of the interview there as well, Andy. <laughs> Very um, much so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find it. The thing that the rabbit hole end up going down is about the actual beer cups. Um, that's played with those beer cups. You see them now for sale in our supermarkets, um, which are red on the outside, plastic, hold about a pint of beer or any other liquid, and they're white on the inside. Now, they are, you know, the thing that they are. 
But in America, they are an absolute cult. They're called Solo Cups for whatever reason. I think the original company that made them, uh, I think in Wisconsin, because I have done the research for this, um, these cups Ooh, have now good. become, well, they've become an absolute cult. The, you know, obviously you can build great piles of them and the students uh, throw each other into the piles. There's almost almost no big party in America where they are not, there you are, you've got them on, on, on your website there, which they're not a big thing. Now, just in case you think I'm making this up, so huge have they become that the country music superstar Toby Keith has actually written a song in praise. It's a great video in which he goes to a party in his own house and all the great stars of the current country music scene there. This is just a taste of a red solo cup by Toby Keith. Red solo cup Fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. I love you, Red Solo Cup. I lift you up. Proceed to party. Proceed to party. Interestingly, a bit of Steptoe and Son in there. Could you hear that? <laughs> the strumming in the background, the banjo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I don't mean to be uh, judgmental or pejorative in any way, but the uh, the Red Solo Cup appears to be the standard receptacle in houses where they don't spend much time discussing Kandinsky and Nabokov. That's all I'm saying, um, and Toby Keith took advantage of it. You can go to YouTube and see just how huge, uh, say, the Red Solo Cup is, particularly in the world of beer pong. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. I promised this earlier in the show, and we're going to do it now, Andy. About a year ago, before the pandemic, when the world was still a place of innocent beauty, um, we had a big cricket <laughs> match to cover uh, down in, in leafier parts of uh, suburban South London, and where a talk sport 11, uh, buoyed up by some brilliant cricketers, Monty Panesar played, Geraint Jones played, um, and some footballers too, Clive Vallon was among them. Fabian Cowdery. Uh, uh, exactly. We had a, a brilliant day out when they played against the uh, local pub team. And Andy and I uh, commentated from this from a fantastic vantage point. High quality broadcasting it was too. And then Andy cracked his knuckles and uh, showed me uh, photographs on his phone of all the various awards, medals and plaques that he has accrued over the years for his cricketing prowess. I'm going to run through this middle order now. It's time for TalkSport to win this game. He wandered out in his whites that he'd been wearing and bowled one of the more spectacular overs I've seen in my uh, long years of watching cricket. This is how it unfolded. He is going to open the bowling for um, the TalkSport 11. For those of you who are just joining us, it contains um, fantastic international cricketers, the likes of Geraint Jones and, and Monty Panesar. Uh, Tatenda Taibu is also out there, but somehow Andy's going to open the bowling. I would make the point as well, we have got two uh, really, really top-class international wicketkeepers in our team, Geraint Jones and again uh, Tatenda Taibu, um, and yet Maka. Um, he's going to keep. Oh, you're not. You're not. You're not now. He's not going to microphone, or he is going. To, he is going to keep wicket. So, uh, Andy, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can yes. you hear me? Yes, I can. Ah, that's clear. better. So this is this is a new first for radio. Yes, okay. it is. You're not. We've often we've seen on television they talk to the fielders, but you're going to talk us through your actual bowling over. Yes, I am, and. Uh and you're going to hear how naked I get as well. No, what, what, well, that's all right. A bit of puffing and panting will be nice. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us, what, um, in theory, what kind of uh, a, a, bowling, a bowler are you these days? I'm right arm, extremely slow seam up. I'll, uh, first ball, I'll be, I'll be going cross seam for a little bit of uh, 
Just, just basically to make sure that I don't I get it on the pitch. And do you know who's opening the bowling with you, Andy? No. Who's opening the bowling? He's in the ball. Does anybody know who's opening the bowling? Clive Allen seems to don the gloves and the wicketkeeper's in, which is interesting. Seems we've got professionals. Maka, where's Maka? Maka is on making his way out to the middle now. Have we got everybody. a ball? Uh, we need a ball. Oh dear. This, we, this which was going so well till Andy went out there. No, no, Danny, I'm uh, now going to mark out my run. Yes. Uh, which is probably not the most exciting bit of radio anyone's ever done. No, no, do, count out the steps, Andy. That'll really uh, perk it up somewhat. Okay. One, One, two, three, four, five. And there we go. Yeah. The little hitch. Yeah. Little, yes, and I'll make a little mark there. For those again just joining us, uh, as well as all those cricketers I told you about, Clive Allen, of course, the former Spurs, well, 49 goals in the season, that kind of legend is here. So is uh, Mark Bertram, the ex-Queens Park Rangers uh, player. They, they owe us, the two, two old Queens Park Rangers players, they kind of owe us. They were very bad at the batting, didn't do very well at all. Uh, comedian and singer uh, Charlie Baker did get one, but he was very stylish as well. And I think I do think it's fair to say the people from the cricketers, the, the Green King pub from which we're broadcasting, on. I do think, <laughs> I do think that they that they were bemused by the efforts of the Talksport Eleven. But now we're down to the actual business, and I'm going to hand over to you to commentate on your own over. Okay, so I'm standing uh, at the top of my mark. I'm going to bowl a little across seamer. See how we go. I'm coming in. Oh, oh. not too bad. I think I'll let that go. I could have fielded it, but it's gone for four. <laughs> not too bad then. <laughs> not too bad. It wasn't a bad ball. I should have really filled it. I thought I had somebody behind me. How come I haven't got a mid off? That's ridiculous. Well, you're setting the field. Dance. You wait there. That's it. Just to remind people, um, we're actually in the so lobby tender, pub. You the come and uh, come and. Okay. The whole front of which is opens okay. out to allow a view of the cricket. We've got a lovely view of Andy not organising the field. Here he comes. Oh, that's another four. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What happened there, Andy? He mishit that one. It was rather a poor shot. Actually. It would have been six otherwise, yeah. No, no. It was a pretty, pretty terrible shot. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty angry with him about that. Okay. Here he comes again. Oh. Yeah, that's gone quite a long way. That's six, yeah. That's six. Yeah. I predicted 30 off the over. Look, I'm ahead of schedule now. I know, it's a little bit rusty. Rusty? It's a bit rusty. I've played since last August. Uh-huh. Don't know, I'll have this bloke. Yeah. He's actually quite jammy. Yeah, I don't think I'm he's any good. Come on no, now. That one went a long way. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's practically gone out the ground. No, a taxi driver's gone to fetch it, yeah. <laughs> That's nearly gone through Dickie Attenborough's window. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I belt him? Shall I knock him out? <laughs> uh, for those of you not listening earlier on, there was yeah. discussion of knocking out oh, an I old man. Right, okay. you got the ball back in your hand. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, blimey. What, what's happened there? Let's hit that one for six as well. Uh. <laughs> So four, four, six, six, twenty-four yeah, yeah. off the first four balls of the over. That's a bit annoying. Mystic Danny, yeah. thirty, I said. Yeah. He's a he's a bit greedy, this fella, isn't he? Well, I am serving up some quite. It's a bit of buffeteria. Yeah, but this has set the whole, in seriously though. This has set the team back badly, Andy. I know. Never mind. It's a great, never mind. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> my, my view is slightly being obscured now by a DHL van which has arrived. I wish my view was yeah, obscured. They're not, they're not paying us any sponsorship money, they just turned up and get the name mentioned. Oh, for 
give you a sec. What's happened there? Another six. Okay. <laughs> Three sixes, 18 plus 8, 20. That was quite a good ball. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't, a, long, that wasn't I mean, a lot that wrong with that ball. 30. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. That, was, that was a good length on middle stump, and he's just hit it for six. Yeah. Which is a bit different. I think I'm going to have to aim one right at his head. Your teammates are there. looking very dispirited around the field, Andy. That's all right. The beamers come up now. Yeah. Yeah, straight at the head. We could have opened this with Monty Panasar, well, we couldn't we? Done. Here we go. I must say, I normally do better than this. This is quite a poor effort. Well, let's, let's end it now with a okay, belter, Andy. There. Here he comes. Oh, oh, for goodness sake. Clive's just let it through for a bye. How many buys? Just the one. Absolutely pathetic effort at a reverse sweep. Yeah, it was. But a bit Mickey taking, That's Andy, over. a reverse sweep in the first over. Yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, I'm glad Paul Hawksley wasn't here to see yeah. this. To be fair, it wasn't the worst over I've ever bowled. That was a bit jammy, I thought. <laughs> well, there you, and there you have it, Andy. Um, I mean, I, when I predicted you'd get hit for 30, I, it was a pure bit. It was just grigging. It was just bants, as they say. But it turned out to be pretty much true. Um, and I must say, the next day, and I hope he's not there. If he's listening to that now, and he is because he's preparing for drive, Adrian Durham will be having to lie down in the darkened room. Uh, the following day, he told me that he thought the whole the show that we did from, that, from the Cricketers Pub was, quote, the most remarkable piece of broadcasting I've ever heard. And having heard those highlights there, I don't think he was far wrong. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We've got a few minutes now, Andy, before, as we build up to uh, the big race at Goodwood, for my favourite part of these shows, whenever I do them with you, when the extraordinary amount of work that you do pouring over <laughs> newspapers um, comes to full fruition. Um, I always think it's disgusting that it's described, and welcome aboard to all our listeners as well for the last hour, I always think it's disgusting it describes Andy's bits. I mean, a great deal of effort goes into this. I would think Andy's Archive would be a better title for it, or Andy Keeps You Bang Up to Date with the Big Stories of the Day.com. Well, but not Andy's Bits. I mean, that sounds like you would throw the thing together, Andy. <laughs> no chance. And uh, my first bit, actually, is it concerns ah. former England keeper David Seaman. Uh, he's written a book, you'll be delighted to know, about saving cash. The former Arsenal ace 56, they're not my words, said, a born and bred Yorkshireman, savings in my blood. Isn't it a bit like money expert Martin Lewis writing a book on goalkeeping? I can't see. It, it does, it does <laughs> well, seem odd. And also, with all due respect, play, playing into that um, that stereotype about Yorkshire people being tight. I mean, I'm less than an hour away from Darren Goff coming on the air. And we'll have, we'll have to talk to him about that. But David Seaman, uh, so that, you'll find it's that true. Presumably, <laughs> presumably that was what the ponytail was about then, avoiding the, the high cost of Islington barbers in the 1980s and 90s. That's all I can think. That is great. Well, I think you're right. I, uh, I'd be amazed if Hawksby and Jacobs didn't be reading, probably getting Brian Blessed to read some extracts from that book when it comes out. <laughs> Save money it now! Right. You, you, <laughs> now, uh, this letter in the sun caught my uh, attention, and I think a lot of people may agree with this, I don't know. Jurgen Klopp, it says, is named LMA Manager of the Year. But what Marcel B Marcelo Bielsa did at Leeds United is far more noteworthy th than what Klopp and Liverpool's millions did at Anfield. Now, not an, 
you know, a letter that you wouldn't normally take much attention with. But it's right. from Danny Murphy in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that one, can it? Surely. You, you, you'd, think, you'd think Murphy would have a, a more <laughs> obvious outlet for his views, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd think Brilliant. so, wouldn't you? So, Give us uh, one more. Give us I've, one I more. Don't it, I don't know. I don't know if your friends have ever done this to you, but uh, one of my friends uh, told the good people at Danbury Mint, who do all the sort of football oh, memorabilia yeah. and all that, so you know those people, that I yeah. am a Tottenham fan, so I just get inundated <laughs> with this. So today came in the press. The today is to do watch. No, I'm not taking it. I don't need that one. Thanks very no, much. No, no, but, but when, they, <laughs> when they send you the free mug, of course, you know exactly where to send it on to, Andy. <laughs> well, Listen, thank you. Thank I you do, very much you. indeed. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Connor Gallagher at the edge of the air just dinks the ball up for Fulton. Are you? Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a goal from Swansea City! The setup play was exquisite. You've got to thrive and enjoy in these moments. You have to, you know, and that's that's what I'm telling the players at the moment. That's what they're doing, and hopefully, you know, we can keep that going. The full-time score at half-time, effectively, in this Championship playoff semi-final is Swansea one, Brentford nil. And this is one of these defining games and moments when we are done tomorrow night. I know that I personally will carry my players off the pitch if they can't do that themselves. Yeah, just some highlights from Talk Sports coverage of the first leg. Um, of the uh, championship playoff semi-finals between uh, Swansea and Brentford. That saw the Swans take a 1-0 lead after a very controversial game there in South Wales. Tonight's game is an eight, is a 7.45 kickoff, quarter to eight, Brentford against Swansea, the second leg, um, and it's live here on Talk Sports, so don't miss that. Uh, somebody who I'm sure is looking forward to it, but perhaps with mixed feelings, is the comedian Brentford fan, of course, very funny fellow indeed, Nathan Caton. Uh, good afternoon, Nathan. Hey, man, how's it going? 
Really good indeed, and great to talk to you. Um, let me ask you a question uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty of this. What's the bigger thing tonight, the actual football match or the fact that it's the last game at the lovely stadium at Griffin Park? Oh, gosh, uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, I'm here all week. <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's a culmination of the two. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a fairy tale kind of like the uh, ending to all. You know, the last game of Griffin Park could potentially be the game that kind of propels us towards getting to the Premier League. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the stuff of dreams, really. I've, I've watched a lot of Brentford, Nathan, because uh, I've, I've got an invested interest. I bought a season ticket for the new stadium because it's so near my house. And so I'm qu- very keen for them to be promoted, less than you will be as a Bre- fully-fledged Brentford fan. But just watching them in the last two to three games, I don't know what's happened. They were playing so well. They just don't seem to be able to find the net. It's not as if they're playing that badly, I don't think. No, it's just um, obviously a bit of pressure, a bit of nerves, which is understandable. And also, it's a very young squad as well, man. So people have to bear that in mind. Um, but, I mean, they just have to treat it like any other game tonight. You know, forget about what's on the line. Just treat it like any other 90 minutes. And they turn it on, I'm sure we can turn it around. Um, and, of course, you will have Rico Henry available after what was... One of the more stupid sendings off I've seen the officials get wrong yeah, and, and in recent affected times. The, affected the game. Of course it did. Too. Of course it did. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, gosh, I don't know how the referee and the fourth official aren't on furlough after that decision. Um, it was awful. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, did, it changed. It changed the game, and I would hate for that decision. I hate, hate for it to be one nil on aggregate and look back at that decision. But like, that was a, a major, major turning point. Yeah, it's up to the Brentford players. I was... Uh, Go on. No, sorry, Danny. I was just going to say to Nathan, I was watching, I think it was live from the Apollo. You were doing a set. It was only on a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely blinding set. Really, really funny. So when, when was oh, that? Was that recorded some time ago? Oh, that was a good couple of years ago. So thank you for reminding me that my career has stagnated. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, I, I thought that was Didn't downright cruel, Nathan. Absolutely cruelty there. <laughs> Listen, Nathan, if, I'm, if I may say, just to say that my own memories, and I'm not a Brentford fan of the ground, they're all incredibly pleasant. Of course, the pub at each corner. I used to work for BBC London, um, and I used to have a regular caller who lived on the River Thames, and he used to go to the home games at Brentford in a canoe. He would uh, he would paddle to the matches, and latterly in my time on the national broadcaster, when the, uh, the the rugby league team, the London rugby league team, were playing the games at Brentford on a Sunday, I'd often be down there. It's even for a neutral. It's a lovely, lovely stadium. What are your own memories of of the of a ground that will now be consigned, like my own beautiful White Hart Lane, soon be consigned to history? Um, well, first of all, canoeing to a game is probably, that's probably the most middle class thing I've ever heard a football fan say in my life. <laughs> 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 that's true. Um, in terms of memories, I mean, uh, I remember playing Chelsea in the cup uh, a few years back, uh, beating Sunderland in the, in the FA Cup. Um, also, remember the loads as well, like the. The Doncaster game, um, that was like virtually, apart from cool running, that's the only time I've cried at sport. Like that, uh, Doncaster game. <laughs> and uh, obviously, these are these are it's not a- the usual usual circumstances, Nathan. You'd be in the ground with your mates shouting and roaring. How will you watch the game tonight? Uh, well, actually, it's weird. I'm actually gigging tonight, right? But oh. um, I've, I've, kind of, I've kind of worked it where I I will miss maybe the last five minutes of the first, and then half time tonight. 
enough. Um, if the promoter keeps the one word, if, if the promoter tries to change it or asks me to do longer, I'm like, mate, that's a firm no. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing any encores or anything like that. But the way Andy tells it, that won't be an issue anyway, you know. <laughs> Listen, it's been a pleasure. It's, Thank it's you very much. It's a brilliant model, isn't it? Yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, it's such a brilliant model, the way they run the club. And so I'm hoping that even if it doesn't go right tonight, I'm hoping it will, but if it doesn't, I'm sure they'll be back and strong next year with another set of players, having sold their star players for an absolute fortune. It's a brilliant, brilliantly run club. It absolutely is, and we can only wish them and Nathan all the best tonight, both with his gig and with, with due respect to Swansea City with the football match. And thanks to him for joining us here oh, yeah, on Hawksby and Jacobs. Uh, Andy, I always like to end the show with one more of your bits, even if we haven't got the right timing for it. Uh, have you got one more thing that you might want to enlighten <laughs> an, an, an enthralled nation with? Uh, Harry and Meghan have, are topping the guest list for Brooklyn Beckham's wedding. And I can absolutely guarantee I won't be getting an invite after I questioned the whole validity of the thing. But there you go. I'll so just, uh, uh, that's a, that's a sentence where you know when you say you're, you're it's you're, grim, you're, isn't your it? Toe, the toes start curling individually, and then they go collectively, don't they? I'm sure I'm sure they're all lovely people. It's going to be a wonderful event, and all the rest of it. Um, but uh, let's say that's one of those weddings I'm glad I'm not invited to. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.